There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 97.1 FM The Drive presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, I'm going deeper into the lyrics of Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. Simple Man was released on the band's 1973 debut album, Pronounced Leonard Skinner. If their producer, Al Cooper, had had his way, the song would never have been recorded. He thought it was weak in comparison to the other songs the band had come prepared with, Freebird, Gimme Three Steps, and the album opener, I Ain't the One. The band, never known to give in to a difference of opinion, managed to prevail, however, when frontman Ronnie Van Zandt famously took Cooper outside and made him sit in the car while he and the rest of the band got back to work recording the song without him. To understand Leonard Skinner, you have to understand where they all came from. Jacksonville, Florida, specifically the tough, working-class neighborhood of Shantytown in West Jacksonville. Van Zandt's father, Lacey, was a truck driver and would take his three sons on long-distance drives with him. Ronnie and younger brothers Donnie and Johnny grew up listening to the radio in the cab of their father's truck and you can certainly hear what the road does to people in their music. Three wild, talented boys in a blue-collar family in the Deep South. Donnie went on to become the lead singer of 38 Special, and youngest brother Johnny is Leonard Skinner's current lead vocalist, taking the reins after Ronnie's untimely passing. Ronnie Van Zandt aspired to be famous. He loved baseball, and he had a near-photographic memory of automobile parts. He ran into trouble with the law several times and was arrested over 12 times, mainly for fighting and drunkenness. Almost half of those arrests happened in the last year of his life. He was incredibly abusive and violent when he was drinking, a mean drunk by all accounts, capable of a real Jekyll and Hyde transformation at the slightest perceived transgression. Truly, the band's legendary infighting, drunken brawls with one another that left teeth on the floor and hotel rooms trashed, had been more or less a part of the band since their beginning. Ronnie Van Zant corralled the rest of the band back in Shantytown back in 1964, when they were still in school, and by all accounts, either bullied or otherwise made them want to be in his band. And he was a taskmaster, even in the early days. Their rehearsal space was called Hell House, where he would command the band to practice as he watched for hours. They were all fans of The Who and The Rolling Stones, bands who had a reputation and a harder sound. They responded to that and were miles away musically from the Allman Brothers, who were also from Jacksonville, but wrote jazzier songs with a lot of improv and skill. Still very Southern, but not nearly as hard as Leonard Skinner, and with a very different story to tell. Skinner was Grease and a barroom brawl on Saturday nights. The Almonds were the Midnight Riders, just slightly beyond the grasp of whatever was chasing them. 
It's interesting to note that every other member of Leonard Skinner other than Ronnie Van Zant had lost their fathers at a young age in one way or another, either by suicide, illness, drug and alcohol addictions, or prison time. Van Zant was the only one with a father that he was close to. Lacey Van Zant had even had a talk with one of the boys' teachers in school who complained about them all having long hair, declaring that the long hair was part of their uniform as members of a rock band, the same as any man working for a living. It was part of the job. They wrote songs about things they knew about. The road, whiskey, guns, women... And when both Ronnie Van Zant's grandmother and Gary Rossington's mother died, they added to that list when they sat down to write about the wisdom passed down from their mamas. Simple Man was born in an apartment, with the two of them swapping stories about things their mothers and grandmothers had told them. Advice on how to live, how to treat people, how to view the world, and themselves. The song starts like this. Mama told me when I was young, come sit beside me, my only son, and listen closely to what I say. And if you do this, it'll help you some sunny day. Take your time. Don't live too fast. Troubles will come and they will pass. You'll find a woman and you'll find love. And don't forget, son, there's someone up above. And be a simple kind of man. Be something you love and understand. Be a simple kind of man. Won't you do this for me, son, if you can? This song and two others on the debut album, the band's signature tune Free Bird and Tuesday's Gone, are songs that speak to the band's aching need not to lose sight of their roots. They are contemplative and straightforward songs, and they speak volumes about a pack of hell-raising rednecks from Florida who were just as likely to fight you or each other as they were to make music that spoke to the desire for angels to help battle the demons that surrounded them. Good old boys who weren't so much poets as they were chroniclers of a way of life. Party hard, get up to work, deal with the consequences. Listen to your mama sometimes. To thine own self, be true. The song continues. Forget your lust for the rich man's gold. All that you need is in your soul. And if you can do this, if you try, all that I want for you, my son, is to be satisfied. And be a simple kind of man. Be something you love and understand. Be a simple kind of man. Won't you do this for me, son, if you can? Boy, don't you worry. You'll find yourself. Follow your heart and nothing else. And you can do this if you try. All that I want for you, my son, is to be satisfied. And be a simple kind of man. Be something you love and understand. Be a simple kind of man. Won't you do this for me, son, if you can? Ronnie Van Zant died at 29 years old on October 20th, 1977, in a plane crash as the band were traveling from a gig in South Carolina to another in Louisiana. It was three days after the release of their Street Survivors album, the band's fifth. The plane reportedly ran out of fuel while flying over Mississippi, killing Van Zant, Steve Gaines, and his sister Cassie, 
The band's assistant road manager, Dean Kilpatrick, who had previously suffered a broken spleen from a drunk driving accident with guitarist Gary Rossington behind the wheel, and the two pilots of the plane. Gary Rossington broke every single limb in his body in the crash, but he survived it somehow. Van Zant was thrown and died on impact. Ronnie Van Zant repeatedly said that he would never live to see 30. He told his father, his bandmates, everybody who was close to him, that he would go out before then with his boots on. In the months leading up to his death, he also started inexplicably calling himself the Mississippi Kid. Now, sure, that's the name of a deep-cut track on their 1973 debut, but why in 1977 he would start referring to himself as that, no one knew. It makes me think of Hank Williams' haunting tune, Lost Highway, how that song was a cautionary tale to others that a rock and roll life was a path to an early grave. It's eerie to think that, like Williams, Van Zant knew enough about his own life to predict his early death. This incident thrust Leonard Skinner into rarefied air, joining other rock legends who died too soon in another crash almost two decades before, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, whose plane went down in Iowa on a cold winter's night. It also added to the death air surrounding the mystique of rock and roll. Skinner's Southern Rock hometown peers, the Allman Brothers, had lost their guitar virtuoso Dwayne Allman in a motorcycle crash back in 1971. And their rough-and-tumble legend lives on. Vandals broke into the actual graves of Ronnie Van Zant and guitarist Steve Gaines in the cemetery they were buried in outside of Jacksonville back in the year 2000. The gravesite, which also held the remains of Cassie Gaines, had become a mecca for fans but wasn't a real source of mischief up until that point. Van Zant's and Gaines' remains were relocated to another cemetery near the burial sites of Van Zant's parents, and Van Zant's casket was buried in a vault and sealed with concrete to thwart off future attempts at disturbing his rest. I'm sure he still has his boots on. The song Simple Man has been used in TV shows like The Sopranos and notably in the film Almost Famous. The airplane scene in Almost Famous is inspired by the Leonard Skinner crash. The band were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006, and this group of southern rock legends has sold over 28 million copies in the U.S. alone. And that's because there's a rawness recognizable in their music, hard truths being told in plain English with a southern twang that delivers the thing that draws us to rock and roll at large, danger. And in songs like Simple Man, a softer side to that danger. Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde. Like Ronnie Van Zant, a little bit of that in us all. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for sound design and engineering. On the way, episodes on songs by Supertramp, Jerry Rafferty, and more classic rock and roll. Put the power of podcasting to work for your business. You can be part of Behind the Song and reach potential customers inside every episode. To advertise your product or service by sponsoring Behind the Song, send an email to podcast at hubbardradio.com now.